mic check. Good? It's sounding good. It's sounding really good right now. So, what's up? There we go. I like this. There we go. Got that dog shut up. Did your dad spank you as a kid? Your dad's an educator. Was he? Did he hit his kids? He did. Okay. Good. <laughs> he did. I'll give him that. He, but he always reminds me. He's like, because we, you know, he works with students all the time. So mm-hmm. it's like, when he did hit me, he would always back it up like a couple minutes later, saying, "Hey, I'm sorry." But I wanted you to learn this. As you know, it's like he would back it up, like you know, mm-hmm. you earned you earned that ass whooping, but you had to learn something from it. I like that. My dad used to fuck me up, man. Like, <laughs> good too. I was such a tough kid, though. Like, yeah, yeah. He had to rip my ass apart, no homo. But like, yeah, he would get me good, and then he tried to give me life lessons, like while he's fucking me up, though, and just <laughs> zero retention. Like, yeah. I'm at war right now. I'm not <laughs> listening to why I didn't turn that school assignment in. But exactly, bro. That's funny. Um. Oh, welcome to another episode of Natural Thoughts. And oh my Talks. gosh, we're recording. That is crazy. I got my boy Tyler in the house. Hello, um, hello. Say what's up to the people. What's good, people? I am back, back for part two of this. You know, I was on before. So much has happened in my life. I was like, you know, what? I gotta come back. I gotta give the people an update real quick. Yeah, you just graduated high school, I think, right? Yeah. So previous episode or previous time I was on, I had just graduated. So. Now I am going in, I am in my spring semester at El Camino Community College. Mm-hmm. What I do have to say is like, though it's a community college, it's a complete different atmosphere than, than high school, you know? Because I was coming in, I'm like, all right, got to keep my full head of steam, you know, keep ahead on my assignments, like be focused, you know? But then like fall semester hit, I had like maybe two online classes, a hybrid and like an in-person class. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't realize until now, like today, Oh, excuse me. Um, like that fucked me up a lot. Yeah, it's like so much. You had to do two. On, you had to make sure you're doing two online classes. Make sure you're keeping up with those. And you had a hybrid class that only met once a week. And you had another class that was only meeting twice a week. So it was like you had to really mix it up. It's like too many stuff like mixed up together. But you still had to find your way to like really catch up with it. And me. It caught me. Like I caught it. Caught me slipping. I was like, all right, yeah, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> like it's either. All online or all in person? Were you trying to? So you're saying like the college experience hit you pretty hard? Huh? It did. It hit me really hard fall semester. Was it just an organizational issue? I think I want to say it's an organizational issue because mm-hmm. like you know, especially with my, I feel like with my generation, when they hear asynchronous work, they're like, oh, I can do that whenever. You know, I'll just you know do whatever and then I'll get to it later. You know, some and it seems like now they leave it to like the like zapped like last minute, mm-hmm. and that's where it caught me. I was like, shit, you know? The weird thing from my transition coming out was I thought that people were going to tell me when and where to do it, mm-hmm. like they did in high school. Yeah. And I didn't realize that a teacher will just let you not turn an assignment in. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the semester, you're like, oh, I have a 54. And you're like, Exactly. Damn. That's what happened to me. And I was mm-hmm. like, fuck. But I was like, I was just thankful my teacher was like, he like mapped it out with me. He was like, okay, so we have these couple of like essays coming up. If you get a really good grade on these, if you participate in the extra credit opportunities, and I'm pretty sure you'll be up to get up to like at least a passing grade. So I was like, I'm thankful that I had at least pretty good professors coming in. But at the same time, I was like, I can't, yeah, there's no way I'm doing a mixture of all three. Like, mm-hmm. I have to do either all online or all in person. So for the spring semester, I decided to do all in person. So it feels like I'm learning a little bit better that way. And I'm more locked in. And it's like, that's when it clicks in my head saying, hey, Remember, you gotta do this. You gotta do this. Like, you gotta keep ahead of yourself. So that's why I feel like I went all in person this year. So yeah, I remember that. And dude, it's it is hard because you're literally going to three different schools. Like, it feels like you're doing you're you're triple threading it. You're fucking playing offense, defense, and special teams literally the whole time. And that was something that I think people really didn't understand who had like went to college before me. Like, my parents didn't really get it or stuff like that. I'm like, no, it's really hard. Like, yeah, to stay on top of everything and. Yeah, there's honestly though, dude, is the California community college system is still no joke. Like yeah, it is it's, no. now I get it when you're in like Kansas or something and you're like, Oh, I'm going to community college, you're kinda like, oh, Yeah, you're kind of a fucking reject. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, California, it's legit, it's serious yeah. and it's respected and it's like they're accredited you like yeah. schools. So. Yeah, like especially when I go, because since I've been like on social media a lot frequently more coming like since the last podcast, every time I'm like live or like I'm streaming on Twitch, streaming on TikTok. It's always that question going like, hey, like we, we know you're a high school graduate. It's like, what do you, what do you, what's like your route? It's like, oh, I'm going to community college right now. I don't say exactly which one, but trying to make sure I don't have anybody busting my door in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. saying, hey, can we record a video? But like, 
for me, it's just like, I always explain, make sure I explain that part too. It's like California invests a lot in their community colleges. And that's what I like about going to a community college in California is that they give equal opportunity for anybody to come in and get an education in whatever they want to do. Yeah. Like right now in my, in my public speaking class, I got someone from Brazil who's like 30 years old and he's just sitting there like at the front of the class, like absorbing it, like information. I was like, damn, okay. Like that is kind of weird being with like somebody who's your parents age or like of that, you know what I mean? No. Just they could be your dad. <laughs> Cause I remember my film class fall semester. That was the all in person class. Cause I was like, you know, I need to do since I'm majoring in film. I need, I want to do my, all my major class in film so I can really learn more on that. I just remember this old, this old like elderly lady comes in and I could tell she had like a, I don't know. I couldn't grab like what kind of accent she had. It's definitely like some type of European accent, but she always had like a hood on, like glasses on, could barely like start up her computer. And I'm just like, wow, this is really like, you know, like this is when it all hits. Like we're at a community college, you know? So yeah, I would say, I would say, yeah, California does give a lot of opportunities for anybody to get their education. And there's so many characters. So like, many. There's so many characters. And have you noticed that first semester, how many people drop off? Like the first day mm -hmm. of class, you have like 40 people, 50 mm -hmm. people crammed mm -hmm. in there. And then by the last week, there's like 10, 15 yeah. in some of your it's classes. It's crazy. Like I see so many people that I, like, I've seen them at the beginning of the year. And then all of a sudden, like it's been like maybe four weeks into the semester and all of a sudden they're just gone. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll come back like maybe one, they'll come back like one or two classes, but then after that, they're gone again. And it's just like, what the hell happened, you know? Yeah, I don't remember what the exact stats are, but when I was coming through Cerritos, my counselor was like, yeah, the average student takes like six years to finish their AA or something like that. Like mm -hmm. if they don't do it right out the gate, right out of high school, it takes like forever because they only take like two classes, three classes a semester and it just yeah. like takes forever to get through it but yeah for me it's just like my head my perspectives now is just like i'm trying to take as many classes per semester as i can but also not putting too much on myself because mm -hmm. i'm like because my counselor's like do you want do you want to take summer classes you know do you to take summer semester and i'm just like beginning of the year at fall semester i was like let's leave it open i don't know if i'm gonna be traveling if i'm gonna be visiting family any of that now i'm just like yeah, I'm gonna t I want to take that opportunity. I want to get ahead, you know. Power through it. Exactly. That's cool. So other than your like slip up in the beginning, just staying organized. And I think everybody kind of goes through that. I know I did at least, and it was just like wild. It was like, oh, it is up to me now. So let me mm -hmm. get on top of my shit. Yeah. What are you thinking about like, um, just other than school, like life? Got like any girlfriends? You got a girlfriend? You got anything <laughs> like that going well, on? Well, currently single. Okay. We are talking. Okay. Got the got with talking to some people, but to me it's just like I don't really talk, you know, I just don't I'll put like relationships on full display. Oh, okay. Until I finally find like that one, you know. So you're just not a closer like that. I'm not huh? a closer like that cuz like there's people who have been like are you not going to make a video about not putting me in your butt? I'm like what kind of middle school shit is this? Like like happy I'm, 3 months me and Hannah were just talking about that. <laughs> We've been together like almost 5 years coming yeah. up now. And, like, I forgot, um, I didn't forget, but, like, our anniversary is on June 9th, mm -hmm. and I just forgot what day it was, and, because yeah. it's been forever, bro, like, you just don't really remember stuff like that after a certain amount of time, Yeah. and it's just funny how there's people our age that are, like, happy three months, happy one week, you know what I mean, yeah. and you're just like, no, I've been locked down for a while, man, doing mm -hmm. our thing, growing relationships, yeah. so that's cool, but the biggest thing coming out of college no pressure, no nothing, of course, man, is I was able to get out, like, debt-free, kid-free, and with a strong relationship. Yeah. Like, it's especially here in SoCal, bro, it's so hard to, like, for example, rent. We were just talking about that. And yeah, I'm sure yeah. we'll get into that at some point. Like, this is a nice place. Yeah. I would... Venture, for all y'all that don't know, Venture's got a place that could probably be up for rent for at least 3100 a month. Yeah, it's, it's expensive. But it's it's a nice pad, man. But like, Hannah finds good deals, so yeah. we're not paying that much for it. I think we're paying like twenty one fifty, which is still a lot of money. But you know what At I mean. At the same time, it's a good ass price, though. Yep. So if you split that in half, mm -hmm. you're paying like a thousand a yeah, person, especially with like the career path you and Hannah are gonna be going for. Like that's you're set. Like this is a good place just to settle down for a little bit. Just like I said, discover your options. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect ass place. So I say that because it would be. I don't use the word impossible or anything, but it's no. fucking hard to do this mm -hmm. by yourself, yeah. especially as you're young, growing with Kino. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't even take care of Kino by myself. It takes yeah. a team. Like, without, mm -hmm. I think without Hannah, 
being able to just take care of Kino's like nutrition and his food and his supplements and all that. You would have like, fucking lost it. I would have gave him up like long time ago, but or I just would have like let him free and then just let him live on the beach. <laughs> just like let him like out. wander the res, just like turn to a res dog. I don't know where the thing is. Is tires. what I fear would happen is he would organize all those dogs and all animals, and he would actually like unionize, and they would come for, and they would somehow end up like running for council, and like <laughs> he knows that guy. Like he's just like I don't give a fuck. Wherever he's I'm just at, the leader of the pack at that yeah, point. He's like, like he... drop me off anywhere, and we'll make it happen. Like he's <laughs> legit like Martin Luther King. Like it's the weirdest <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> but instead of like nonviolent, he's violence. He's all about exactly. pain. But. That's what's up, man. I'm happy to hear about your classes. What's mm -hmm. been going on with um, like film? I know that's your, your that's your vision. That's your passion is like digital creation, films, mm -hmm. things like that. I've been seeing so many cool things go on with like uh, like Yes Theory's got a movie coming out yeah. pretty soon. I don't know if you've been following those guys. Mm -hmm. um, Two Bears One Cave. Burt Kreischer has a movie coming mm -hmm. out. It's just such a cool era for you to be entering in and like going through college and just mm -hmm. learning and absorbing. The styles yeah. of like being able to create on your own. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Like, yeah. how do you do that? So my thing was, I just try and build like uh, connections with the people, like the people I know so far. I was grateful enough to meet up with the um, with a friend of mine who actually gifted me the film equipment that I have today. He would. He's a native. He's Native American. I can't remember which tribe. His. Uh, we, we call him Chuck Marshall. Um, but yeah, when he first discovered me at a powwow, he saw me using my like my little camcorders, you know, small little camcorders you could buy for like probably like a hundred bucks or something. He saw me using that and, and he asked me like, hey, what are your ambitions? Like, what do you want to do in the future? And I told him I want to do film. I want to make movies, like TV shows, whatever it is, you know. And the way I use it is because I go through social media, trying to promote myself, do all that. And then he told me, I'm going to get you some new, I want to get you some some equipment. So I was like, I'll We'll gladly take the good donation, you know, I'm happy for that. But, you know, I was expecting, like, you know, something, like, used or something like that. This man gave me a Canon XF400, and I'll, and I'll tell you, you'll hear, Canon XF400, it's a 4K camera, I can shoot in 4K, gave me a, a boom mic, um, the lavalier mic, so you can attach, like, your t-shirt. Okay. With the transmitters and all that, and as well as a stick mic to for, like, interviews and, and like, commentating and all that. He gave me all that, and then the camera itself, I looked it up, it is $2,200. Oh, that's nice. And I was like, he gave this to me brand new, mm. and I wasn't expecting it. And I was like, and he gave me like so much, he gave me like studio lights that you see, of like if you remember in high school, they had like those big ass like umbrella lights. Like yeah. he, got, he got me like two of those backdrops, like big ass wires, and I was just like, damn, like I didn't, I wasn't expecting this, but he's like, you, you deserve it, like. This is what he's like. This has been sitting in my in my in my place for a while. I just thought you would you should need it more than me. And I was just like, damn. Yeah. Like he had this whole ass four K camera just sitting there. But yeah. So I, ever since he given me that, that's when I, my aspirations for film really grew even more. So I started using the camera to film powwows, maybe to do some high school. Back then, I used to do like a lot of high school gigs. So. If we could remember last uh, episode, you called me the Stephen A. Smith of Redondo Union High School. Uh -huh. So um, that's what I did. It's like I took my camera, filmed volleyball games, soccer games, softball games, flag football games, ASB events. Like I did it all. So, and it's just that the fact that so many people liked my content and liked the camera quality, it drove me to do it even more. So I would say, like after high school and going into the college part, I wanted to really discover my options and see how I can really even this even it all out so there was no major like film projects I was thinking I was probably like just jotting down ideas of what I want to do and then I remember I can't remember if I mentioned this last last pot last time I was on but I did a TikTok where I was just like in my like class well, not in my class but like walking around campus my high school campus and just interviewing like random seniors in my class you know so, you know just messing around doing all such a funny stuff yeah I saw those I yeah those. <laughs> so I kind of transferred that to the powwow setting. And this is where it's all, this is where I wanted to update you on. So I had, I brought the interviews of like catching up with friends and I modified it to catching up with cousins, you know, the native thing. Because what I realized when I was looking on TikToks, like trying to discover more things to like potentially get a really big hit on was that native hashtag native TikTok, native TikTok on TikTok. I looked at that tag and it's just, I realized the pattern that it's all either People that are dancing, promoting the culture, 
or it's just like you know funny memes like native jokes that only native natives will know mm -hmm. so for me i was like okay let me up this up a notch i'm gonna do the interviews i'm gonna ask them like you know just kind of like on the spot questions you know how would you rate this powwow one out of ten um and then kind of do like some native humor after that it's like you know how many antis have you snagged? Like, what's your antibody count? <laughs> How do you like your fry bread? Do you like it really doughy or do you like it burnt to the fucking crisp? Like, so that's what happened. So this past um, month, or yeah, this past month, I we went to Wild Horse Powell. It's our first, we did, it's our first annual Powell since um, the beginning of COVID, actually. Is that the one in Lawndale? That's the one in Lawndale. I like that one a lot. School. Yeah, mm -hmm. so we just had it. Unfortunately, that'll probably be the last time we're having it there. Okay. So it was a good, t it was a good finisher. It was a lot of people, and then um, when I had the time to take breaks out of in and out of the, uh, the Fredbird booth, I just went out with my camera, filmed the powwow, and then I think I, I think my cousin saw me filming, and that, and I had the stick mic in, I, in my hand, so I was like, you know, oh, let's just do a little interview real quick. You know, how do you like in the food booth, so, food booth experience so far? She said that, and then all of a sudden. My homie Eric came up. Eric's a, friend, a really good friend of mine from my cousin Chico's, and he come he comes like because he's always been asking me like, hey, I got you gotta get me on an interview, you gotta get me on. An I'm like, all right, I got you. It's gonna come. Don't worry. He came up and I'm like, oh, let's go. We're doing it right now. Film that, and then we're just waiting around because we're trying to uh, interview another friend. Uh, his name is Bach Garcia, and we come we interviewed him. And, but that was the one that he, that Eric wanted to take over as the interview interviewer. So he took over, interviewed Bach. We did that. And then one of my old friends, Sam Sierra, he came up and he's a dancer too. So I, ah, excuse me. It's all good. <laughs> and then um, I interviewed him, did all that, and that's where it kind of like really. That's why I, I kind of felt this one was gonna hit. So I was like, I think it was like in the middle of the interview we were talking about, like, you know, how you like your how you like your fry bread, you know. How many aunties have you snagged? It's like, <laughs> that's what we started talking about. He answered the questions, you know. And then after the power was over, did all that. Um, I think it was like a day I took to rest because, you know, I'm aching from working the Freiburg booth the entire fucking weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and then once I was done resting, went straight to editing. Edited Eric's, edited the one with Bach, and then edited the one with Sam. Uploaded it like a day at a time. The one with Eric's kind of took off. It was like at least, I'd want to say... At least six hundred likes, I'd say. Uh -huh. it, it did become my most my most liked video at the time, so I was a little really excited about that one. And then I uh, and then the one with Bach and Eric, that one took off to like at least like seven hundred. Nice. And then the one with Sam was like a little bit slow behind, but it was catching up. So, if I'm not correct, yeah, the one with Eric is at six thousand views, and it's only at uh, six hundred ninety eight likes. Okay. And then the one that I did with my cousin before, like that started started off the day. 3,000 likes and then 438 or 3,000 views, 438 likes. Yeah. And then the one with uh, Bach and Eric, hold on. It's sex. I had to private it. I had to, I had to take it down, which I'll explain later. The one with Bach and Eric, it was 3,170 likes, 19.7K views. Nice. And then this is where it kind of, this is where I, I'll hit. This is where I wanted to come to the podcast today. <laughs> The one with Sam, episode three of Catching Up with Cousins, 71.2K views. Nice. 18.2K 18 .2 likes. Yeah, that's a good I hit. went from 520 followers to now standing at 2,754 followers. That's a good jump. Like, that yeah. was a huge jump. Mm -hmm. And I, I like was that. like, it blew my mind because I was like, did I really just go viral out of nowhere? Mm -hmm. I was fucking, sh I was so shell shocked out of nowhere. So, I, but like the the reason I had to take down Box was, in in I think it was like towards the end of the interview, I think it was like Eric kind of like little, little, he kind of like a little bit went out a little bit of character and he said, you know, how many uh bitch he I'm quoting him, uh, are there any ten out of ten bitches you see here? Uh huh. And then the. TikTok did not. Oh, they didn't like that. They people did not down. like. No, they didn't take it down. I had to take it down. Oh, okay. So the reason. So he said, like, um, do you see any any ten out of ten bitches here? And then Bach was like, man, there's like like three of them here. And he's just, you know, gotta watch out. <laughs> and like, I and I told, I always told everybody, I've never seen such mixed opinions and emotions toward this inner towards a video in my entire life. Because half of the people are like, 
oh, this is funny, you know, like, you know, it's really good comedy, you know? But the other people are like, damn, you're calling us bitches, you know? I bet these are the same peop- same men that say we respect women or something like that, you know? Like, they're mad because they, they refer to women as bitches. Uh-huh. But, I'm not, but my argument was, like, at the beginning of the interview, Eric said uncensored, like, uncensored interview. Like, nothing's going to be held back. If you're going to get offended, you're going to get offended. Yeah. So that's what kind of ticked me off a little bit was the fact that, one, this is my my work that I've done. And people are shitting on the people that I know, like that. The re- and then back to the reason why I had to take it down is because Bach texted me saying, "Hey, like there's women, there's people hitting me up, like mm. girls I've talked to, and they're all of a sudden coming to me being like, oh, you're calling us bitches,' mm. and I'm just like, what the fuck, bro? Like, mm. it really pissed me off a lot. Cause it wrote, I, cause I, but as much as I love Buck, I was like, I respect him. I gotta take it down, you know? Yeah. So that one had to be end up taken down, and then the one with Sam. And this is the one where I was like, you know, how much do you like, how, how do you like your fried bread cooked? How many aunties have you snagged? And I think the only reason why I took off is because all the, all the aunties and cousins liked Sam. Uh-huh. Like the, the top comment was probably like, man, I could be his first auntie. Like, you know, all that, all that shit. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, yeah. But yeah, I'll just say like those three interviews really took off for mm-hmm. me. And I was like, finally, like now I know what my itch is, you know? Yeah. That's awesome, and it's definitely really a really good feeling when you feel like your hard work pay off a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, you start to gain some traction. That's super cool. I'm really happy for you. Yeah. Um, I think, dude, you gotta authenticity always wins, brother. Yeah. You gotta really a like not really give a fuck about the comments like that. I know. Yeah. And you really can't let other people's sensitivity dictate your creation, your creativity, yeah. your ability to succeed because mm-hmm. think about that if you're going to listen to every um auntie and uncle and you know bill jim tim and whatever like dick wad out the woodworks bro someone's always going to tell you oh you can't do it someone's going to tell you yeah. uh you're too dumb fat and ugly and yeah. you know whatever uh you know mm-hmm. to make it where you're going to make it bro and you yeah. just like can't listen to that you got to say fuck you and just do what makes you happy yeah. at the end of the day bro there's a really good book uh, Tim Ferriss wrote over there called Tribe of Mentors. Mm-hmm. He was basically saying like before, I think it was Tim McGraw, the country singer, uh-huh. hit me with like one of the biggest lessons. I think I've shared it on this podcast before, but he was basically saying like at the beginning of my career, I used to make songs for my audience and try to give them what I thought that they wanted. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't working because like, you know, I'd listen to the feedback, I'd get stressed out, this and that. But one day it hit me that I decided to create the types of songs that I want to listen to. Mm -hmm. And that forced me to basically like believe in what I was doing. And then my career blew up like 10x after that. So that's like my thing to you, bro, is just keep creating what the fuck you think is funny. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if it's not for everybody, it's not supposed to be for everybody. So it's like that person that's commenting hateful shit or whatever. It's like, oh, I feel bad for you. I know. You know, hopefully you find something that you like. Sorry it wasn't here. But at the end of the day, like... I'm not going to take down something that I worked so hard in mm-hmm. and I feel like is made out of love mm-hmm. and was made with my own like sweat equity. Mm-hmm. You just got to like take that with a grain of salt, yeah. but keep doing you bro and keep grinding it out and this shit's dope. Tell me about like your favorite as somebody who creates films and somebody who's like a student of stuff like that. What are some of your most inspirational films film creators um and like what do you look for in creating and consuming films um so yeah for like film wise i look towards a lot of because especially recently with the recent release of uh, rutherford falls and uh, reservation dogs those tv shows i'm looking more at like those type of like indigenous um indigenous idols in film i like that and like tv and all that seeing how they work because like i met i went to a sitting at the usc uh film theater to watch, like, you know, just meet, like, different indigenous filmmakers and directors and all that. And one of them was actually the writer, one of the writers, it was co-writing a bunch of the ep- uh, episodes for Res Dogs. Her name's Tazba. Uh, it was great meeting her and, like, kind of, like, just picking her mind and all that. Like, just asking for, like, you know, just, like, you know, clear advice. You know, how would you do this? How would you do that? Um, I would say just looking at really, like, diff- just, like, you know. Learning from different indigenous, since I am an, uh, an indigenous uh, person, Native American, I just looking at those types of creators and seeing how they do it, kind of modeling myself in their shoes, you know, seeing how like they do it and kind of like, kind of like, you know, following that path. Cause, you know, and then another, like, especially with, like the content creating, uh, Patrick is Navajo. 
like he was someone I really looked up to because he made a series called like Native Reacts. And it's like, you know, just native, like, you know, he brought like all his friends and they all reacted to like native memes or like all this other stuff. And it actually went pretty viral. He has, he has like over like 700,000 like follow, like subscribers on YouTube. The videos pop off really well, you know, and I completely, you know, I praise him for that. So it was like, I was like, so drawn into what he does. It's like, you know, I want to do like, you know, I want to like, I want to do something like, like, I want to do some of that too. So for me, it was just like looking at creators like him looking at filmmakers like Tazba and then probably looking at, you know, some of the mainstream directors too, just seeing how different um, styles of film were made. And then especially with like, you know, especially like, you know, the Western films, seeing how they portrayed some of those stories. Um, but yeah, there's like, those are like a, a few names that kind of pop in my head. And then the most recent like actor I'd probably say that I've, I've met was um, the Pharaoh. He was a bear in Res Dogs. Oh, the skinny guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like him. The He's story, really cool. yeah, the story behind how I met him. It was it's actually funny. It was at the powwow that I filmed the interviews at, and the only reason why I, I feel like I met him was because um, I knew his brother. He has a twin brother. No, a lot of people don't know that he has a twin brother. They look exactly the same. Does he act? He does act, but that was how, that's how he came up. They both would do apparently they would do like acting, you know, act with each other and all that stuff. So. His brother's like, you know, his name is Midday. Shout out to Midday. Uh, I met him at an, a powwow at a UCR powwow, I believe. Because mm -hmm. I remember he went in line for the food booth and I saw him and I'm like, what the fuck? Is that Bear from fucking... I'm like, I looked at my I like I looked at my friend. I was like, that's got to be Bear, right? Is that Bear? And I'm just like, he ordered his shit and I was like, hey, bro. Like, sorry, I just want to ask. Like, are you Bear from Red He's like, no, that's my twin brother, actually. I was like, oh, okay, okay. But I feel like me just talking... Like, you know, being myself kind of like, you know, got us like a connection, you know, because yeah. when I met him and then I met his brother, like I met, we're all like all three of us are talking at the powwow re most recently. We're all sharing that like same story of being raised in an urban area, being away from the culture yeah. and having to like come back and like really learn everything. So that's what we kind of like really all bond towards and like really related to on a really high level. Oh, that's cool. Did you get his information or anything like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I sent him my information. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll just, you know, but he's like, yeah, like some of your information, we should definitely like, you know, we'll see, what we, we'll see what we can do. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'm not going to put everything set in stone. Like peak my, like highs, my, my hopes really high, but you know, put my information out there and just see what happens. Yeah. Hit him up. That's really dope. You should even like get him on the podcast or something like that. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. If we get, if this podcast gets, if we get maybe two more mics, I'm trying to bring the twins up here. Yeah, the midday and the pharaoh. Okay. So, you hear you hear me, boys? I'm calling you out. And like, <laughs> yeah, we can set up more mics. Have anybody? Fuck, have a exactly. whole party in here. I don't exactly. care, man. That's what's up, dude. Uh, let me pick your brain about this idea. Mm -hmm. This is something that I'm kind of trying to instill in my little sister. Is she's very active in the culture, right? She's very mm -hmm. active in indigenous affairs and issues and aspirations, which is very beautiful. Mm -hmm. However, I also think that when you take on those cultural strengths, sometimes indirectly you take on those cultural deficiencies. Mm -hmm. So I think the way I'm looking at it is yes, definitely stay in tune with your culture and really like fall in love with everything and stay active. However, you got to understand that American success is also your success. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, I still have a US passport. So when I look <laughs> at something like a Steve Jobs or a Bezos or mm -hmm. a like a Musk, I'm like, oh yeah, that's us. Like I still take credit for that. Do you feel yeah, that yeah. way too? Or if I see like Patrick Mahomes or mm. win a Super Bowl or something like that, like I'm yeah. still a part of me is like, oh yeah, that's us right there. Like I got you. Yeah. Do was, you feel that too? I feel that same exact way because it's like, you know, you always got to give credit to the ancestors that came before us, you know, mm -hmm. for me it's the Navajo Nation. I always got to give credit to those that came before us, you know. Um, and I'll, here's how I'll clarify it too. Yeah. Because I know it's a tricky topic. Yeah, it is a question. Yeah, yeah. Older generations, our parents, like let's say my mom, for example, mm. I'll hear her be so proactive within the culture, which it's a beautiful thing, but at the same time, bash white America or bash white people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my God, this, this, and this. But mm -hmm. I look at that and I go, wait a minute. No, no, no. Those are still our brothers and sisters. 
Because at the end of the day, whenever you go to Europe, Mm -hmm. whenever you go to South America and they go, where are you from? No, America. I'm American. Like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So I still get the Native American. Still the roots are important. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you still want to try to connect and uh, include as many people as you can and get as many great minds and hardworking people together to create whatever your craft is. You know what I mean? So it's like... Yes, you still look at the creator of Res Dogs, but at the end of the day, you can still look at uh, Tarantino and Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. You can still mm-hmm. look at uh, Jordan Peele and mm-hmm. what he's doing over with, like, is it Monkey Paw Productions? I think, I think it is. Yeah. Jordan Peele's my favorite. Like, <laughs> fucking 15 out of 10, dude. Everything. He could create somebody. Bro, he could be like, hey, I got this film with someone taking a shit, and I'd be like... Uh, where are the tickets at? So, like, uh, I'm buying it I'm now. Sold. Yeah, like, I'm sold. Like, what's when does it come out? Like, I'm <laughs> buying it. I love everything he creates, but at the end of the day, it's not like a color thing. It's no. it, it is a culture thing, yeah. and I still identify with people of American culture because, mm-hmm. bro, it's all love. Like, yeah. especially growing up in Southern California as an urban Indian, like mm-hmm. it's all love, bro. It's just one big mosh yeah. pit full of whatever. So that's kind of where I was pushing it. Was like mm-hmm. definitely you have a double edged sword that mm-hmm. you're able to use. Yeah. You're able to dip into American affairs, but then and also then, dip into the Native American affairs that's as well. What I'm saying, bro, and that's something that I think we're the first people to kind of understand that and do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas what we've been taught may not align with that view. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So because like that's why I kind of because I don't want to. I try not to get too political in any of my content or like even in general because it's me. It's like. We're all we're all we're all in this country together. We all live here. We all pay the same rent. We all pay the same taxes. We all live in the same world. So why is there so much talk about around politics and like you know oh kill white like you know like you know it's just like oh like save white America or like all that stuff and I'm just like I don't really get that. Yeah. I mean, again, I might just be a, like a really young and still not know too much, but it's just like to me, it's like. Why hate on individual race, ethnicity, sexualities? Like, why do that? Like, yeah. it's just, it confuses the hell out of me. And that's why I try and strive away from that topic of talking about politics. Yeah. I just because, talk about love, man. Exactly. Just talk. Yeah. You spread the love. That's why I like doing it. It's like spreading the love, spreading the humor, spreading the the smiles. It's like, just put, as long as you're able to put a smile on someone's face, that'll make anybody's day, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's just like, why strive, why put so much focus on, the hard things that make life a lot more questionable when rather you should just be living your life, living it the way you want to. And as long as you're happy in your life, you're happy. Hey, and then something else that I've been running into as far as like one man shows, you're a one man show right Mm -hmm. now. And I believe that you continue to do that and you end up at the top of your game as not a one man show, but just a leader who's able to fucking edit produce Mm -hmm. a star in and market all at Mm -hmm. the same time it's a powerful ability and that's something that i'm developing here too with this podcast but are you what are what are some of your biggest obstacles like sort of getting people to see that like for example i'll be at a dinner party or something and people will be like oh yeah you got a podcast and some old lady will be like oh do you want to get into uh broadcasting I'm like, no, I don't want to fucking broadcast. Like, I have zero interest in going on Fox News or something like that. Like, that's not, I want to podcast. Like, that's what I want to do. And it's just like, or even when you interview people, let's say Mm -hmm. you put a camera in somebody's face, how fucking stiff people get the second you put a camera because they feel that pressure to be perfect or live. Yeah. And like, have have you noticed that? Like, whenever you get somebody. I definitely noticed that. But then at the same time, I make sure I tell them, like, before we start shooting, it's like, be yourself. That's how I'd be every single day. I'm just, this is me, who I am. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, you can go ahead and step out. But this is who I am every single day. I strive you to be who you want to be on camera. Yeah. And it's like, if people hate it, people hate it. If they don't, they don't. Yeah. So, so I think at the end of the day, too, that kind of relates to the whole bitches thing that you're talking about is authenticity. Now, yeah, I don't, you know, condone like the hate for women yeah, and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, that video was a representation of what happened right then and there at that period of time. Mm-hmm. So taking the video away still isn't going to fix the issue that you have with the video. Mm-hmm. It's with the person. So maybe you need to take that up with, you need to get to the root of it. You don't yeah. just surface level try to like, let me cancel that video and then the problem's fixed. Yeah, Your problem isn't fixed. So why are we canceling the video? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just things like that. Mm-hmm. But... Anyways, it doesn't always have to be so deep and heavy and stuff like that. What else yeah. you been watching on like Netflix or something? 
Because I was, I, was, I was hoping you would segue back to like the one-man show subject. Oh, fuck yeah, bro. We talk about whatever <laughs> you want. We'll get back into exactly. that. Exactly. What I want to know about the one-man show is how much you like the process of editing because I'm falling more and mm -hmm. more in love with like post-production uh -huh. or pre-production things uh -huh. almost more than I am like Just when we hit record. Exactly. Like this, this shit's fun and stuff like that, but the process of like... What are we gonna make? There's mm -hmm. there's raw content that we need to create something out of. Yeah. How much do you love that? I love it because I'm I'm able to at least show my humor, but also be creative with it in my own way. Mm -hmm. That because that's the really big question. That's the real big thing. Because the only reason why we were talking about earlier, it's like why I would never pay for somebody to edit my videos. Yeah. At least for now, because me, I have already crafted how I want to edit my videos, how I want it, and then it's also like. Why would I pay somebody else when I could just do it the way I want to? And they would have to be like asking me like, oh, do you want like this? Do you want like that? And it's just like, I already know how to do this. You know, I've already, I've been, I've been editing on Adobe Premiere for since like freshman year. Like yeah. that's how long I've been doing it for. So I would just like being a one man show, it really make, it really humbles me. Cause when people ask me when I stream and when I'm like on TikTok live showing like my setup or anything, they're like, how did you do that? Like how, like, what was your thought? Like, how'd you go through it? It's like. I saved up money. I put it, I invest, I invested in myself. And that's why I always want to tell people is invest in yourself, invest in the hobbies you do that you really like. Cause you never want to be work. Like you said, you never want to be working and make it feel like work. Yeah. You want to have fun doing it. You know, mm -hmm. as long as it's fun, it's fun. If it's feeling like work, you don't want to do it no more. Yeah. And I don't think that people understand the like, process of editing anyways it's a lot of fucking work like it is a editing, lot of work you're talking about a 10 to 15 minute video uh you might have fuck man you might have 45 minutes worth of raw content for and a 15 yeah, minute because that's how that's how it is because with me for the stream comp for the like downloading my streams after i stream that i have to try and turn that into at least 10 minutes of just really watchable content and funny shit mm -hmm. so that's like kind of like the hard part but and then once you figure out like once you trim it all down and you're able to get to at least 10 minutes that's when I start being creative with, you know, add a GIF here, um, zoom in here, like all that kind of stuff. You call it GIFs? I call it GIFs. Oh, yeah. Well, GIFs, GIFs. You're a GIF guy? I'm, I'm a, a GIF, GIF guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're talking about cutting it into 10 minutes and you're able to like choose and create. It's like a thumbprint. Mm -hmm. You you edited that. you Because somebody else would have edited it differently and maybe it's not the same style or flow that you would have wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. I think where I would sort of outsource editing is when it becomes such a large workload you're mm -hmm. talking about editing two three four shows plus this plus that then that's mm -hmm. when you might have to call on the team or yeah. do you would you still even with the workload are you with the philosophy of like no 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 i got to be the person that does does it all the time what if you're running several channels what if you got like you've built a machine that's uh it's pretty big to handle what do for you think? me because my ideal thing is just working with me and myself for at least a couple more years but the good thing about it is that in high school, when I was still on the come up, I was still really doing pretty well and still like, you know, rising to the occasion. Um, I was able to teach some students in the progress, like shout out to my boy, Matt, uh, Matt Matthew Herman. He's in the, in the he's in the high school broadcast um, crew. And I, when I was, you know, senior year, when I was really on the come up, I'd let him come with me and just kind of like, you know, observe. I let it, he was the first person I let get a hold of my camera. And like, and I taught him how to work it, do all this stuff. And the good thing was he knew the angles I wanted. He knew exactly like what kind of like situation situation uh, I wanted. So that was like once I got him on the on the ropes, I was like, okay, this is a guy I can rely on. Okay, if I need if I really desperately need a cameraman, which for this next power on, I feel like I'm gonna have to because the TikToks are blowing up. Like yeah. someone's gonna come up to me and be like, hey yo, you know. So I was like, you know what? Let me talk to him, see if we can come up, and then. And then another friend of mine, Aiden Garcia, he's been doing like drone shots. He's he's done drone shots for the high school broadcast. He's also part of my class, class twenty two. Um, he went to L he's he went to LSU but came back. He had like the experience at LSU apparently. Uh huh. But knowing that he's back, that gave me a little bit more um, information. Saying, hey, there's another guy that I can bring with me possibly. So you know, I like the idea of just being a like being a one man show. But at the same time, it's a lot, a lot of work. Like I literally have to explain to people that I reach like people that reach out to me, I'm like, just for you to understand, I'll be editing, I'll be working the cameras, I'll be interviewing, I'll be doing all of it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not going to be like a whole crew type of thing. So I would say like, one man show is a good way to go just to like get used to what you want to do and get 
really put your creativity into the works and kind of figure out your niche. But once you start getting up there, like this is where I'm like, that's how I'm doing. Like right now I already have like t-shirt designs of how I want in case I need a film crew. I got my logo right there underneath the logo on the back of the t-shirt has film crew. That way people know not to fuck with us. (laughs) Yeah, no. And it's dope because like you, it it, it allows you a level of control Mm -hmm. knowing that. And that's like at the end of the day, that's really all I'm after. It's just like control of my own shit. So Mm -hmm. It's really cool, and like as soon as when stuff does blow up to the level, you're able to outsource it and lead it yeah. into like a way where you still obtain that control, and it's like a beautiful thing. Exactly. Uh huh. I would say like, cause yeah, just I would say just try and humble yourself as much as you as much as you can on the come up, and then once you really start going up there, explore your options, see if you're able to afford investing in other things that could also invest in yourself invest in all this other stuff but for now where i'm at i'm at that point where i'm on the come up i'm ready to make that big leap to be successful even more successful than i already am but i'm just trying to keep a more humble way and just keep it to myself for now but then again i have the options of my boy matt and my boy aiden so yeah yeah speaking of humbling man uh how'd you feel about kino getting at you earlier right <laughs> It's definitely like your first time's a lot, right? He's he really comes out. Well, a lot. obviously, because he knocked me over the first time. Yeah, and the second time, I was like, "All right, let's go." I'm like, I'm, I was like, "All right, yeah. he's gonna fucking fight me." I yeah. bet. Let's go. So I literally swung at him as he, he was in the air. So I was like, "All right, there we go." Yeah, you could throw a brick at him, and he'd still come <laughs> at you. Like Kino doesn't fuck around. It's, mm-hmm. I love it. I love honestly because a it's a win win because I don't have to go do that. Like today, I get a day off of like. <laughs> fucking him attacking me all the time and then b it's always fun to see new people because like they always just get flung around they always like it's more than you think he's way stronger and faster than he like appears to be so it's always fun i always i always point out like since you know most of like the elders in my family are are are, have moved on sometimes like when i always be like oh yeah i'm used to the cold i'm more used to it I get hit with like when i'm out on the reservation with like 20 degree 10 degree weather i'm just like all right, got it. This is cold. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay, I've been humbled. <laughs> yeah, dude, I try to stay out of the cold as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I can do it, but at the end of the day, there's a reason that I pay so much rent here. It's the sunshine tax. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever I hear people complaining about the like prices of California or this and that, it's like I could go get so much more in Montana or mm-hmm. Arizona or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like, at the end of the day, you could, but like, there's an ocean right there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it makes sense to me that we have what? two rainy weeks out of the whole year probably it was oh. sunny as fuck last week yeah. and all of a sudden boom just yeah so but like we're coming up on next month bro shit's gonna be regular again mm-hmm. like, it's gonna be hot we're gonna be rolling and like that's what i fuck with all the food all the diversity that's really mm-hmm. the number one thing that i pay for is just the amount of like different uh cultural backgrounds different ages and different minds coming together in this giant city that's what I love, bro. Like, there's nothing you can't accomplish here. Exactly. Literally, this there is no ceiling. The fucking no, sky's the limit. Yeah. And that's so cool that like you're, you know, getting finding your groove within college. Like, and it, I'm happy that you're enjoying it, bro. Like, I didn't enjoy. Like, it's a fun. It's, it's yeah. pretty fun. I would say that, especially it, the community college route. It's fun. It's dope. But like, when I got out, I was like, oh fuck yeah, it's gonna be nice. Because at the end of the day, it's like. I don't have to stress out about housing as much as I did. I used to, there was just all the, it, it was double the work. Like mm-hmm. my college experience was so hard that like when they threw me out into the real world, I'm like, oh yeah, this shit's a breeze. Like <laughs> it's, it's a wrap. Like I got it. I know what to do. All I have to do is wake up in the morning and just like make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. Easy. Like, that's good to do. Yeah. What, what you got going on as far as like your housing? Are you thinking about moving out? We were talking so, about that. So yeah, uh, my thing is just like looking at, Cause you know, right now I'm, I'm like broke as shit. Cause yeah, you know, I've been investing so much in like tech and like just recently, like I would say like it was pretty, it's been pretty recently. I bought a new PC. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you know, but anybody that knows a lot of PCs, like the i9, I, Intel i9s are like really good processors now. And then I got a way better graphics card. It's a 30 3070 Ti, and then I went from 16 gigs of RAM to 32. Okay. So and I looked it up like how much is to enable to how much gate RAM do I need to enable to edit 4K footage and it said 32. So I was like no wonder I'm no wonder like on my old PC I only had 16 gigs. I was so choppy like everything was lagging it would crash and I'm just like great I'll have to stick with 180. Mm-hmm. But ever since that purchase I was just 
so like i'm so proud of that purchase that's honestly like the best purchase i've made in my life because like obviously i'm able to stream in like 60 frames per second i'm able to film and edit in 4k footage like it's the best thing ever but all this to still take a fat l in fortnite okay (laughs) (laughs) all this just to like get shit on in call of duty or rocket league like literally but I would What's say Rocket League. Is that the soccer? Yeah, we mentioned uh, this last stream. Yeah, it's a soccer. I fuck with that game. Yeah, I like that game. I want to play that with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll hit you up on stream. We got this. All right, that'll be fun. Yeah, because it sounded familiar. I was like Rocket League. You're like shit, shit, cars and balls. Okay, like I got this. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool though. But yeah, you got a bigger, bigger hardware. Right? The best, lot big, bigger hardware. I just upgraded my mic. Um, not like, you know, I went to like one of these road, like XLR mics, but it's a blue Yeti. It sounds a lot more better than my, than my previous mic. So I was glad for that. But then like also going back on topic of like moving out and shit, it's like, for me, it's trying to figure out where I'm going to transfer to. Yeah. Where do you want to go? Kalsilamich has been the number one spot, obviously for many reasons. And then in case I wanted to go out out of state, I've been looking at NAU, Northern Arizona University okay. in Flagstaff, because again, I know Flag. I've traveled through there. We've spent the night there a couple of times. Yeah, I'm familiar with the area, and then also I like the fact of that I get all four seasons there. Okay, fall it snows in the winter. You get spring and summer there. So, uh, excuse me. And then yeah, so NAU is definitely another option. And then I recently, then I think it was like during the COVID year in like my junior year. Um, white when I got out of class, right now when I got out of class for the year, it was like that, like in the summer or the beginning of summer, my dad had to go up to Oregon to go help a friend, like one of my mom's friends move. And we went up to Oregon to Portland. And I just remember looking out the window, like in a big old RV span. And I loved the atmosphere there. Yeah. Even though people are like, oh, it's all depressing and like raining all the time. I was like, this is a nice, cool 40 degree, 50 degree weather. I like this. This is the type of like weather I'm down to be in. Yeah. So then after that. University of Oregon is what I've been looking into. Okay. So yeah, definitely. It's it's the big paradox, bro. Like Cali kids flee to other places. Other places flee yeah. to Cali. That's mm-hmm. like the way it works. Especially if you've been here your whole life. Mm-hmm. Like I've spent most of my life here, but like you know, I was kicking it in Texas for a while. Vegas. Yeah. Like I've been around. I understand. Uh, when I'm in Redondo Beach, I go, oh yeah, no, <laughs> we're not leaving. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. We're staying yeah. here. Like yeah, that's why I'm like, Cal State Long Beach is a move. UCLA is also still a move. Yeah, I would say like people even ask me like, are you gonna go into USC? I'm like if i had the money and like mm-hmm. all that shit but like i would definitely go to usc if i had if i get my all my shit up and somehow get a scholarship there yeah but yeah you know if i want to keep it like if i really want to stay home and that's most likely the route i'll go but you know i got options we got nau oregon but like the home route we got capsule long beach ucla pass i want to say i want to say maybe san francisco go up to san francisco and hey, just chill there i'm gonna throw an idea out there for you mm-hmm. this is my experience mm-hmm. um when I went to Cal State Long Beach, man, majored in sociology, so I was over at the College of Liberal Arts. Yeah. I don't think you understand, dude, the amount of women that I was around. When I, we're talking about a class of 40, 50, we're talking three guys, <laughs> one's disabled, one's gay, and then there's venture. So <laughs> I thought that Cal State Long Beach was legit like 85% women. Like I had no idea just around mm-hmm. at the college, mm-hmm. just nothing but girls. And I was like, yeah. am I at an all girls college here? Like what yeah. is going on here? And then you go over to the business side, you go to engineering. That's where all the dudes are. Okay. Because with my major, it was nothing but like, I want to be a social worker. I want to be a teacher. Or I want to be like a, you know, a counselor or mm-hmm. something like that. Dude, I'm telling you, if you, you know, if you got game and you're trying to get it done, man, college of liberal arts. <laughs> Might not be too bad. You're already going to be creating content, bro. I honestly, I don't believe that college is going to teach you anything about film. Anyways, you're already so ahead of the game at the end of the day. So I get it. You know, you got to do your degree. And I know you got your pops in your ear and doing all that. He's the expert. But like, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I just got a really fucking good job straight out of college. And Mm -hmm. buddy didn't ask me my major. He didn't ask me where I went to school. He was just like, you go to college? I was like, yep. He's like, all right, next thing. So you show up here, you do this. Like, they don't really give a fuck like that as if they're like, just don't listen to what the colleges are telling you. You know what I mean? Like, keep listening to your dad, bro. And like, listen to yourself at the end of the day. Like, you go where your interest lies and that shit will follow you. Like, Mm -hmm. you definitely have a special talent and I do believe that there's no reason why you couldn't create something better or at least equivalent to like res dogs. 
Yeah, because that's that was the goal. Because I even mentioned it with um the Pharaoh, like I feel like they should there's I either I should or somebody should make a series on urban natives, yeah. res dogs, but it's like urban native edition or something like that. Because there's a lot there's a lot that goes behind what the urban native experience goes through. You're away from the culture, like I said, you don't have that much ties with Native American individuals in the area. It's just all, especially with me growing up, like in elementary school, I had to do, like. I remember there being Colonial Day, where you mm-hmm. had to like you had to dress up as a colonizer from the pil- like from the pilgrims and all that shit. And I was like, my mom was like, "Hell the fuck no!" And she took me out that yeah. day. Like, you're not going to school. Kindergarten. It was like Thanksgiving. Everybody dressed up in like little like they had to do like their little cutout headdresses. And I was just, I me again, young me didn't understand. But my parents were like, "Hell the fuck no! You're going home. Like, that's you're wild. not. You're not." But like, that's why I was like, I want either I either if I do it. Or somebody will do it before me, but like I, there has to be something that puts out like that image and perspective of what urban Native Americans go through every single day. It's like what do like how would how do they tie the culture? How do they get those connections with the culture? How do they bond with other people that are not that are non Native and all that? But I just feel like either I do, I'm gonna do it or somebody else is gonna do it. Bro, on back to that whole like uh, colonizer thing too. I had a teacher in high school that got like almost fired. Um, not because of like my class, he did it with another class, I think a few years early. He had like a slave draft. He had a slave auction. He had a slave auction in the like in the classroom. (laughs) And he had, I don't think it went by color. It might have, but it didn't go by color, <laughs> bro. And it was like the wildest shit. It made it in like the papers and everything. What the and fuck? And yeah, it was at West High. And like, this is yeah. West? Yeah. Oh, dude. shit. I'm going to drop this he on had, the seniors now. Yeah. No, he had a, like a slave auction during like the, um, you know, whatever chapter you talk about slavery or whatever. But mm-hmm. it was just funny because I remember hearing about that. Like, as we were talking about it, there was like rumors about it. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I'd be a number one draft pick, all right? Like I'd have been, I'd have been in them fields, fucking. They'd oh yeah, venture. You like get the over here. Pe- yeah. you're, like, you're like one of those kill and peel like um Dude, skits. The auction. I got a dollar. I got two. I got three. I got four. They would pay ten dollars for me. That's like a year's salary <laughs> exactly. back then too. That was just funny though. That made me think of like just <laughs> fucking at a slave auction like in third period. <laughs> that's fucking fucking weird. high school too, bro. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, it's that's funny. fucking wild. But back to like the urban native story, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly 100%. That's actually the best idea I've heard in a while. It's definitely the best idea I've heard you say to <laughs> get on that. Are you thinking about actively writing something like that? I mean, I'm in the process of writing definitely some like short films, but with the with the urban native res dog stuff, I remember I mentioned it to the fair and he actually said like I think someone's actually in the making like still in the process of writing it. So I was like, okay, maybe shit, I may be a little bit too late. Mm-hmm. But at the same time it's like I could do it my way. Yeah, I could that's do it my what I'm way. Saying. Uh, I want you to do that, dude. I actually yeah. want you to like write something up and I want to talk to you about that. We can yeah. talk like off air about that too. That's a really good idea. I would put a lot of money into something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily I'm coming into a lot of money here pretty soon. So it's like, <laughs> that's why he got the place. <laughs> that's why he's like literally across the street from the ocean. That's yeah. literally bro. Yeah. Like this man set up, this Morris man set up than I am right now, bro. Like he's literally, he's like. You, I would want to say 20 feet away from the sand. But here's the thing is at the end of the day is I also was sleeping with fucking five other guys in an apartment in Cerritos. All moving, yeah. shit all over the walls with a hole in the wall. You know what I mean? Cussing people out, fighting. Like it's, you got, you honestly have to start from the bottom and you mm-hmm. really do have to go. Like you're talking about housing. If you want your independence, if you want more control, if you want to develop as a young man, you sometimes you just gotta cram together four other guys and go, hey, uh, what's the rent? Three thousand. All right, you got eight hundred. You got eight hundred. You got eight hundred. You got eight hundred. Mm-hmm. We're gonna figure it out. Everybody works at McDonald's. We mm-hmm. fucking pull our money together and mm-hmm. we make it happen. Yeah. Like stay clean, do mm-hmm. this, and like that's what you gotta do. And then eventually, you just start leveling up. You start getting more scholarships. You start figuring things mm-hmm. out, and then like you find a partner. You the bro, your soulmate just isn't gonna fucking come. You gotta develop that shit. Like, yeah, you I really, know that's yeah. for me. It's like I'm waiting. I'm just yeah. waiting for the right one at this point. You know, I'm not gonna rush. Even if it does come, I'm gonna. Not, I'm not gonna rush it. Yeah, I'm not gonna rush it. And that the way my mind was is like I knew that if I found Hannah or you know and developed that relationship, my mind was gonna be at ease because if I didn't have Hannah, I would just be like running around bird dog and ass twenty four seven. It's like 
me with Hannah, it just, it settles me out. Like it's yeah. not a distraction or whatever. It's a motivator. Yeah, for exactly. Me, so. Cause that's how I feel like, especially in my generation today, that people rush things too much, especially with relationships. That's why you, it's like, why there's so many, you see so many breakups on like social media and all that. And it's just like, bro, why are you guys rushing it? Uh-huh. You have a whole life to live. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you guys rushing? It? And people are like, oh, we have a whole life to live. You know, it's fuck as many girls as we want. I was like, bro, you're going to have to settle down at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, settle down at least at least early. Settle down early and just chill out for a while. Find the one. But, like, you know, just keep doing you. Uh, like, I respect, like, I'm not throwing no shade to people who are, like, hustling and shit, you know, fucking, like, five bitches in a week or some shit. Okay. Like, I'm not, I, I mean, I'm not giving them hell for that, but it's like, you know, at some point you're going to have to. That's herpes. That's what that is. That's AIDS. <laughs> fucking that catching is. chlamydia or some yep. shit. Like, here's what I'll tell you, man, is there's nothing more that I enjoy than, like, a Saturday night with some popcorn with Kino right there on the floor just chilling out with some candles with Hannah. Mm-hmm. That's so much better than being oh, yeah. at Ballast Point or Panama Joe's at two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Bro, I get tired. I go to bed at like nine thirty. Like, there's yeah. no, there's no like. I'm an old man. It's weird <laughs> as hell. I just don't do any of that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like I think I skipped a few steps and mm-hmm. I'm here. So it's like that's what I'm about. But bro, that urban story would be really cool because just from my experiences, you think about like okay, you don't really fit into this group within the city, but yet when you go back to the reservation, they also don't embrace you 100%. Yeah, that's what I got a lot. That's what I got a lot when I was coming back. Because like they all saw, people like even referred to me like, oh, you're the rich city native. I'm like, I grew up in a shitty, like not even like a, it was like a, just a, it was a good area, but not that good of an area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, why call me the city native when you don't even know my backstory? Yep. No, I see what you're saying, bro. And that's what you need to, I think you need to write about, actually, even if you're not a writer, mm-hmm. you need to at least get some Juggle, thoughts yeah. up on a video or on recorded or mm-hmm. something like that, and then make a framework of like where you want to film that. Bro, you could film that in Redondo. Yeah, I could, I, could, I, mean, I, guarantee, I guarantee you I could contact my old, my old uh, landlord from my, the house I was born in and be like, hey, can we like just film just for a little bit and like just grab some stuff like just film just for a little bit just it's not not it's not like a whole two-day set type thing you yeah. know just get some couple of clips and we'll leave like just something like that would you want to star in something like that or would you just want to write i feel like i would, I would want to star okay I feel like yeah i would yeah i would definitely want to star that's cool yeah <laughs> i was trying to i was trying to think of something else but yeah because it just feels like once you're again like you said once you're in control you can't let go it's mm-hmm. like you gotta like really go at it a hundred percent, or just not like like not give control at all. So that, that's why I feel like if I do write this, it will have to be my story, how I how I was taught, how I was raised, what groups I was able to fit into. Because like again, there's no I was like one out of two. Apparently, according to the school district, I was one out of four native students in my school district. But when I found them, they weren't even like. Full, they were like whitewashed natives. Yeah. Like full, like I don't even think they were full native like me. They were yeah. just like, oh, I'm like 20 or 30%. I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I'm not even like, I want to talk to someone who's full blooded, you know? And like, kind of like, you know, it'll be able to like share something with that. Mm-hmm. So it's just the fact that I had to find out where groups I fit into. Like, I had a, I had a pretty diverse friend group. Like, you know, most of us were Latino, African American. Some of them were Samoan. Like, we were all just, you know, chilling. I had, again, I had to have some white friends in there, too. Like, you know, you got to give credit to them. But it was just, like, growing up, you had to find out, like, what do you fit into? Like, make sure no one pulls my fucking hair. Like, literally. Mm-hmm. I get girls ask me every single day, oh, my God, how long has it taken you to grow it? And I'm just like, since birth, man. Like, yeah. shout out to Troy Palomalu for those uh, head and shoulders commercials because it works. It shit works. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, you know, oh, can I braid it? It's like, mm, nah. Uh, I'm not trying to have someone tucking on my fucking hair. That's me. That's just yeah. me. Unless you're my fucking girlfriend, it's me. Like, Yeah, I'm with that, man. Well, that's what's up. Um, Thanks for coming on the podcast, bro. Yes, thanks for coming I enjoyed in. this. I enjoyed this. Yeah, we've been going for a while. And like I said, come back whenever, dude. Come yeah. pull through. This is the new spot. You yeah. know where we're at. And just make yeah. it happen. I'd have to, yeah, but yeah, we have to get um, Madej, the pharaoh. And then also another guy. Cause uh, he's also one that I kind of like mentored a little bit. We played football together. His name's uh, Adam El Harduzzi. Okay. Yeah, he's doing um, uh, I think it's uh sports sports ph- uh, photography and sports multimedia type stuff. He's mm-hmm. doing sports media. He's been 
traveling around to like all different high schools, like taking photos, videos, edits, and all that. And I, I'm praising him for that. So I give credit to him. I feel like he should be another up and comer on this podcast, at least. Yeah. Even if you want to come, like I said, you're open to film here, you know, come record here, do yeah. whatever you want, edit here. I don't give a fuck, bro. This place is open and whatever you need, you know, just come pop in. And mm-hmm. even if it's just a grub, it's all whatever. Exactly. Right, yeah. Well, thanks for coming in. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Natural Thoughts and Talks, another episode. We'll catch you guys later. See you. Peace.